All right, Rich Casanova here in the Pro Business Channel studios in Buckhead with our amazing billion-dollar view. And uh, we've got a great guest uh, lined up and some great um, content. We're going to be covering a lot of ground here. So hope you got notes or you've got a, a hot cup of tea or coffee and relaxed or whatever your choice of beverage is. So uh, joining us uh, for this episode of the Georgia Podcast is Krista McFarland. Uh, she is the founder, CEO of Patientory. And we're going to um, which learn a lot about in terms of um, not just the med tech field and IT and how this all came about, but we're going to be hitting topics about healthcare and blockchain, which I didn't really connect the dots initially, but um, this all go back. This all goes back to 2015. So um, uh, we got as we as we mentioned, we're going to be covering that as well as some other. Uh, we're going to get maybe a scoop here this afternoon about a new release coming uh, uh, here in a few weeks. So uh, stay tuned for that. So, uh, Chris, are you ready for this or what? I am ready. Yeah, <laughs> you are locked and ready to go. Um, so first time in a podcast studio we're mentioning, and and um, so. Uh, you got a lot of time on your hands. You're ready to. I actually, you're very busy. You, we're going to mount some some projects you're working on, right? Yes, actually, um, this is a busy time of year, especially for healthcare. Yeah. Okay. So, um, stay tuned uh, for that coming up uh, right now on the Georgia Podcast. Welcome to the Georgia Podcast, featuring the who's who and what's new in Georgia, made possible in part by. Global Podcast Studios, offering podcast studio rentals, production, and distribution. Visit globalpodcaststudios.com. And by our friends at Serendipity Labs, co-working, private offices, and more. True inspiration at work. Learn more at serendipitylabs.com. Now join Rich Casanova, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta and worldwide across the PBC syndicated networks. All right, as we mentioned, uh, we're here in our Buckhead Studios uh, for the Pro Business Channel, this episode of the Georgia Podcast, and we have uh, Krista McFarlane in the studio. She's the founder and CEO of Patientory, named as one of the top women leaving their mark on the med tech field in health IT by Becker's Hospital Review. Uh, she's also, as we mentioned, the, not only the founder and the CEO of the company, it's, by the way, headquartered here in Atlanta, Georgia. we got to love that. Shout out and applause for that. Uh, also, you're a contributor of, of Forbes uh, on healthcare and blockchain topics. Man, yes, make me look like a slacker. <laughs> Or whatever, yeah. <laughs> Jeez whiz. Uh, so this goes back, before we get into um, the backstory of Patientory, so uh, a little bit of your story. So uh, originally from up uh, north in New York area? I am. I grew up in New York City, um, specifically the Boogie Down Bronx. Okay. Um, what do you say? The Boogie Down Bronx? <laughs> yeah. That's a new one. I've heard of the Bronx, but I didn't know there's a, the Boogie Down version. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> I need to go visit that, that neighborhood. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like a lot more fun. Yeah. Probably is. All right. And then, um, and we mentioned before we went on the air, so you were in, uh, as you were entering college there, your parents uh, decided to leave town. Right? That's yeah. usually the reverse of what happens, yeah. They skipped town. <laughs> yeah. I was in um, cold Ithaca, and they were like, you know what, it's time for a change. Yeah, we're so over that, yeah. And um, and they're in the restaurant business and still in, and um, you didn't bring any Jamaican food here with you today, dang it. Oh man, I forgot the jerk chicken. <laughs> Next time, yeah, that's yeah. some good stuff right there. Um, all right. So, uh, so what were you doing in a former life before you, you founded this? I mean, this is a, uh, as we uh, do a little bit deeper dive into this, this is a big venture. It is, it is. Um, and before this, I was actually with another healthcare startup. Okay. Um, but before that I had finished, I went to business school and studied healthcare administration, uh, marketing, um, with the intent to go to medical school, 
um, and work in a hospital. Right. Um, but the forces, you know, didn't did I didn't you know finish med school, and right. I was actually um, contacted by a former alum of Cornell, that was okay. my undergrad, um, who wanted me to come and work for their healthcare startup out of New York. They had just raised millions of dollars and they're like, we want you to lead our insurance practice. So oh, I decided wow. to go and do that, <laughs> you know, and that was really where I fell in love with the digital healthcare um, technology startup world. Yeah, because also included in your bio, it mentions that you pu- you've uh, published international healthcare research, created and, de- created and deployed the first global healthcare cryptocurrency. Yes. I definitely want to hear about that. And this helped create a breakthrough in um, digital healthcare companies, providing services such as um, to companies such as Tumblr, Blue Apron, Casper, and Meetup. Wow. I mean, uh, I, I, I name drop it. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So talk to us about that, of like this, um, uh, this first healthcare cryptocurrency. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Well, yeah. Um, it all started, you know, when I started the company back in 2015. Um, at that time, no one was really thinking about blockchain and right. crypto enterprise yeah. adoption. They're like, you know, it was still emerging. Um, but I had been following Bitcoin, you know, for quite a while right. at that time. Um, and then came around Ethereum, yeah. you know, 2014, right. around that 2015 time frame. Um, and they actually allowed for business logic to be created on this distributed ledger technology, you know, what, what Bitcoin is, right. is currently powered by. And being the researcher at heart, I was like, you know, why can't we create a, a ledger for healthcare? You know, huh. being in that startup early on, I had saw, uh, you know, a lot of the pain points and just accessing, you know, data, right. which is now a big topic in, you know, not only 100%. when we talk about Facebook right. and Google, you know, who has access to the inform- this yeah. information you know, four years ago, and I was like, you know, blockchain is the answer. Um, so with, in 2017, we started to see, you know, tokens starting to be right. created. Um, we were one of the early companies who actually, today they call it an ICO, okay. who actually right. completed a successful token sale. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so we, and it was more like, you know, we were just a group of people who wanted to, get our idea funded because VCs didn't understand what we were yeah, doing. Yeah. So we went out to our community, you know, who was in the blockchain and crypto space um, to fund our business. Um, and then two months later, we raised over $7 million in less oh than my, three days. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's insane. Wow. And that started the ICO craze. Wow, that's that's pretty wild. Um, I mean, I have so many questions, not sure where to go with that. But uh, so... So is the, that seven million was to launch a patientory? Um, yeah. Well, oh, it was actually to develop the precursor the, to that. Yeah, it was actually to develop the. Um, well, it's now known as the Ptoy Network blockchain. Okay. Which is what um, patientory is built on okay. to access private health information. And let's let's back up for a second because we've been mentioning this name. Um, so first of all, how would they find you? How would they connect with you? Somebody listening right now, let's let's check this out. What's the best place to um, find out more information? Well, you can find out more information about our company at patientory.com. Um, we also have a nonprofit, the Patientory Association, okay. um, which manages the actual token and the blockchain network. And you can find more about that at ptoy, P-T-O-Y dot O-R-G. Okay. And so if I'm not looking at Patientory website right now, 
uh, explain this. What's your best explanation of that in 17 seconds or less? Yeah. <laughs> I would say um, empowered individuals um, gain an access to your health and medical data, secure, reliable access to your health and medical data. Um, and using that information to gain actionable insights on how to better improve your health on a daily basis. And it's kind of because I, I briefly looked at it um, the other day when we were talking about having you um, in the studio. And that was kind of the, it's very well done as far as the presentation. You kind of get the gist of it. Uh, obviously, then you got to, you know, a little deeper dive, but it's obviously uh, designed for mobile access. And it's like you're, um, uh, you have this dashboard that kind of consolidates it all into one place. Cause you know, uh, those people that are having uh, medical challenges or issue having to deal with certain medical um, uh, happenings in their life, there's a lot of moving parts. It's very confusing. I mean, it reminds me of like, I don't know if you saw that TV commercial that was out for a while that um, uh, people would go to the cell phone store and when they're buying a cell phone, they'd have 97 questions, you know, like, yeah. uh, right. You know, how does this work and what's my bandwidth and what's my pixel and how many downloads and what's the battery charge and what's in the, and they had all these questions locked and loaded as a consumer. Then they go to visit their doctor and they're like, do you have any questions? And it was, it was radio silent, exactly. right? Cause they didn't really know what questions to ask. They're not empowered. Patients. Yeah. Right. And it's funny because you don't even own your health information. What? Say that again? <laughs> you don't own your health information. And no one right. no one realizes that. That's like what I call a Scooby Doo rut row. <laughs> wow. If you fell out of your chair, get back up on and just relax. Take a deep breath. Yeah. So why is that? And is that a uh should be uh just the world we're living in, a reality, or, or is is there is that something we should change or what what's your perspective on that? Well, we hope that that changes. You know, that's okay. why that's why we're 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 working on this currently. But you know, the past decade, we've seen the digitization of electronic medical information or just medical right. data. Um, so we had the you know Affordable Care Act right. and and other um, laws that were passed um, that basically find healthcare institutions if they were not on an EMR, right. an electronic medical record. So that information is currently housed by your provider, your, the hospital. Right. Um, and, and they're trading it with all kinds of people, whatever, right? Yeah. In some cases, you know, um, uh, as needed, right? Or for a, a particular reason. In other cases, it, it gets uh, transferred and it shouldn't have been. Well, yeah, you sign that consent. So, yeah, and then you you don't you don't see that right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> nobody reads the consent or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, to talk about some of the integration of so if I'm migrating my content to this uh, app or this in um, what are some of the applications? You know, real world scenario. Well, some right now, yeah, right now we're, we're we focus um, primarily on chronic illness okay. patients. So, believe it or not. Um, the U.S. has one of the highest chronic illness rates. Um, over 40% of the population suffers, for, suffers from one or more chronic illnesses. Wow, 40%. That's over, yeah, that's over 117 million people. Um, so with the app, we're really targeting this population, gathering their information um, from their healthcare institutions, but from wearable devices, Fitbits, um, right. to better give them a personalized care plan on how to manage their, their health. And that'll all obviously all sync with the app. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about uh, other family members? If they have that patient that's in a critical state, um, is there, 
access where they can monitor on behalf of their parent or, or yeah, absolutely, right? yeah, absolutely, and of course for um, children, right, yeah, yeah, right, and their parents, right. and um, you're building like a community around this as well, or um, yeah, yeah. What does that look like? I mean, what what uh, what would a community look like? So right now, as we target different um, disease states right. or chronic illnesses, it's essentially building communities around around these um, patients that that suffer right. from these states to give them again that sense of community yeah. and and belonging, especially so, for um, and you look at the adolescent population when they, let's say they're first diagnosed with like diabetes, you know, right. Who, who they have to, you know, talk to. So having that community is really important. Yeah, we just in an event. We're aligned with a nonprofit for um, helping uh, kids that are born completely deaf uh, through um, colloquial implants as well as teletherapy or, or in-person therapy over several years. And we were in an event where some of the parents were sharing that story. And when they first found out their kid was deaf, they, had, they didn't know anybody in their family that ever experienced oh, no. that. Yeah. Right. So they were just kind of lost. And so and now you're talking about a critical illness or something very severe and you you can uh, feel uh, very alone. Right. If you don't have anybody to turn to. And sometimes it's hard to start those conversations. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, OK, so um, so what stage are you at with this? I mean, um, and what's kind of your next uh, evolution or iteration of this or how far along, I guess, are you in the process? I mean, it's obviously up and running, but to what degree or what's, what's your next challenge or hurdle or. Yeah. So we've been in private beta, um, really iterating on, you know, gaining feedback from users, right. um, debugging, of course. Right, yeah. <laughs> in the, in, as we we call just it, had a pest control guy in here who can help you with this. He was in this morning on the show. Nice. <laughs> I'm not kidding, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, so we're looking to um, launch that that public version um, by the end of the year. You know, okay. We've gotten you know a couple of hundred thousands of people on the wait list, so open that up to them and, and start to really build out the features. So how many? Uh, uh, and you call them patients then? Um, the the, the end like users say, or what? Yeah, because we're transforming this the industry. We don't like to say because we like to say consumer. Label. You know, okay. everyone is a patient, but. Yeah. I feel with the patient, you, you have this negative, you know, exactly, yeah. that you're, you're suffering in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So with empowering that, you know, we see this more of as a consumer play. Okay. Um, for so users. how many consumers do you have now in the beta? I guess, sir. Um, we started out, well, our community, you know, when we launched, um, our token, we had over, you know, 1500 people who contributed wow. to that. Okay. Um, we've seen our community across our platform. So Slack, you know, Twitter grow to over 25,000. Wow. And of that, we've opened that beta to about oh, a little over 500 people. Yeah. Um, and what about geography? Does this, um, have limitations, uh, domestic international based on, you know, uh, HIPAA regulations and different treatments and, um, you know, where does that come into play? Yeah, so we see limitations really when we start to store and collect the actual medical data within EMRs. Okay. Um, countries like Dubai who passed a law that's like, we don't want any of our data leaving our country, oh, which yeah. is, you know, where blockchain comes into play. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so. securing that information. Um, but it's, it's, it's for international, and I see, you know, with the blockchain and, and tokenization and cryptocurrency, it's really, you know, building cross-border 
um, access and relationships. Um, looking at how Google and Facebook is very centralized, you right. know, yeah. specific countries, you know, it's, they call it the web 3.0. Okay. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I'm going to make a statement and then possibly ask a dumb question. Um, so I get the blockchain application here, right? Because that's the platform it's run on and then mm-hmm. and, and addresses a lot of the challenges without the blockchain that you would have, right? Yeah. But um, the crypto piece. So is that uh, strictly tied into the funding and the money in the machine behind it? Or is there – because what, what I was reading the statement here about um, uh, the cryptocurrency – health piece is like, are people, uh, you know, funding any medical, uh, you know, elements to this with the, I mean, just to talk to me about the cryptocurrency and the health piece here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, cryptocurrency opens up new business models in web 3.0. Right. Right. right yeah. Um, and I, I think we're, it's still early stages for crypto adoption in mainstream society. Okay. Um, when we launched our platform, our first use case for the token um, is for the management of storage on the blockchain network. Okay. So we have this blockchain that's regulated by this digital currency, right. the, this token. So as, as we get more participants as nodes or storage providers, you know, um, that those transactions are happening through the use of the tokens. Oh, okay. Um, on the app, storage of data is facilitated by the token. So you'd actually have to purchase a token to get more storage space. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because there's a, um, uh, an entry-level, you know, freemium offering, if you will. Yeah. And then, um, then I was when I was looking at it the other day, basically you have um, uh, your your basic your platforms that you can uh, integrate into there. But then, if you need a, above and beyond records or more data, then that's what you that's part of your business model. Then you purchase additional space, exactly. I guess. Right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, and we have economists working on like what they call it the tokenomics. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> of blockchain <laughs> companies and, yeah. pl- and platforms. What think of next? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, really, when you look at tokens, it's it's multiple use cases. We we see that in the future, tokens being able to be used to pay for healthcare services okay. and also reimbursement models um, to incentivize patients for healthy behavior. Okay. Yeah, that's um, brings in almost gamification to it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so um, again, you're listening to the uh, Georgia podcast here on the Pro Business uh, Channel. Uh, we're having a um, uh, interesting, little over my head conversation <laughs> with Krista, Krista McFarland, and um, she's the uh, CEO and founder of Patientory. You can check them out just patientory. dot com. com. Okay, yeah. Uh, just add a ORY to patient. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the trick? That's if you're not looking at it at the screen, does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay, the trick. Yeah. That's the trick. Patient O-R-Y. O-R-Y. Um, okay. And so how did you come up with that name? Were there some other iterations that um, it's, it's a clever name, right? Um, it took about a month. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, and so who else is involved in this project or kind of what's next? We're going to pivot a little bit to some of your media coverage and you have an announcement coming out. But um, uh, what else? You know, what does your day look like, I guess, in terms of the blockchain, healthcare, patientory? I mean, what's, a, what's, 
what some of your biggest challenges or who else is involved in this and you know how are you scaling this all that good stuff yeah yeah so right now patientory we include in our developers we're a team of 12 okay um we're as you mentioned we're located here in buckhead um tech is first um okay. you know it's all about the tech adoption this yeah. is an emergent technology it's there was ex- exactly no market for this four wow. years ago. Um, so it's it's like we're building the ship as we're sailing. Okay, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that, yeah. <laughs> You're having stuff flown in by helicopter or whatever yet. <laughs> exactly. like we, need, we need more supplies, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Um, well, it's very impressive. And you mentioned the full rollout. Uh, you're predicting by the end of the year. Yeah, at least that's for pretty aggressive. It sounds like yeah. Yeah, for the consumers, you know, we've been working on this for the past eighteen plus or so months. Yeah. Um, the blockchain is actually, you know, available, and and on our association side, you know, we've been courting and and onboarding startups and companies for other blockchain and healthcare use cases yeah. that would make use of of the platform. But I mean, this goes back as far as 2015. So you've been at yeah. this for a minute, Quite as the kids say these days. Yeah, yeah. Or a, a few minute. <laughs> a few minutes. Yeah. Um, so uh, so obviously with that, a good segue is so um, in all that you've learned and all that that, that whole uh, process, um, there's a story that's been kind of developing over that. So you have a book. Uh, not only in the works, but in the final hours of being uh, released. So talk to us about um, the book, why someone, what's the title, why some, someone should read it, you know, all that good stuff, yeah. Yeah, well, um, the pre-orders are actually available on my website, Chris. Oh, look at you, marketing, whatever, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the title of the book, um, it's, the main title is Future Woman, um, and then it's Minority Female Entrepreneurship, and the fourth industrial revolution in the era of blockchain and cryptocurrency. That's a long title. <laughs> it sounds like the first chapter. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's the first chapter. <laughs> so just right. Well, yeah, because you have to have like that attention grabbing title, future women. Yeah. But then like uh, before people pick it up or start to, you know, look at it, um, then you have the subtitle. So, um, so I'm looking at your website now. So it's pretty cool. So here's the book launch of the uh Four hundred and twenty-four point seven. After you hit four hundred and twenty-four, I don't know if you need a point seven billion, but yeah, <laughs> right. It's kind of like that. That's a lot of billions or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so that's part of your uh, of this billion of fund funding raised in the past decade for startup companies. Less than two percent. Whoa, went to minority women founders. Yeah. Which is actually Legit, I mean, part of serious? why we um, did a, a token sale. You yeah. Know, as I mentioned. Because it only, opens up, it it it, yeah. um, it eliminates a lot of the, um, what am I trying to say? Or the biases. Uh, bi- there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only gender biases, you know, all types of biases. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the the beauty of the blockchain. It kind of levels everything. Exactly. Right? Um, I think we need to run the pro business channel on blockchain. I just don't know how we do that. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, we've had a few people, um, gurus on the blockchain space. Um, and it's just, it's a fast, I don't think the average civilian can wrap their head around it, right? No. I mean, how do you dumb it down? Or how do you, is there an analogy that people would that like, that light bulb goes challenge. off? Or like, yeah. oh, I get it. It goes off when they actually get it. And that has been one of the main challenges in, in regards to adoption. Yeah. Um, people don't get it. 
Because we had we did a um, a pilot series way back as as we say uh, early on when we had our original studio and the it was this I think a six episode series um, the, the new the new currency so it was all about cryptocurrency about Ethereum and all these yeah. obviously um, Bitcoin and BitPay and everything else and you know we were uh, citing magazines and the whole nine yards and. Um, it's one of those things like, dang it, why didn't I buy, you know, right? <laughs> I was going to ask you, that's how you made all your money? Six is, years ago. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, uh, but, you know, the initial knee-jerk reaction is, oh, that's kind of funny, monopoly money, whatever, it's not legit. There's no bank behind it. There's no government behind it. Yeah. It's like, no, thank you. you I've know, gotten that's, lawyers tell me, oh, this isn't real money. Right. But it's kind of come full circle like anything else. There's that bell curve of early adopters, and then it's like, because you think about um, Uber, like mm-hmm. five years ago, even a little maybe, maybe a little longer, but given that that window, if you had told someone like, okay, you're going to go to your phone, and this this dude's going to pick you up, and uh, no, 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 you're scared, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so what are you saying? Like, I'm going to go there, and there's an app, and then this total stranger is going to come in a car. Mom told me about not getting in a car with strangers. Not going to happen, right? That's you're crazy. That's you're you're talking crazy now. And then you tried and, to go hail a, a taxi cab. But not only that, but it, it takes a while for those early adopters. And, and you know, it's, the, it's that curve of that phenomenon, right? And then pretty soon, people don't even think a second, second thought about it, right? Um, so back to the cryptocurrency, because we're going to run out of time. But the idea is, because um, uh, I, I, I haven't done it lately, but I, for a while there, I was like, I love to go up to uh, financial planners and talk about cryptocurrency. And you could just see them kind of just, yeah. you know, <laughs> there's this skin crawling or whatever, right? And I go, and they'd be so a- against it. And I go, well, wait a second. Back, you know, eons ago, people would trade, um, you know, soybeans for your coffee beans or your goat milk for my coffee beans, whatever, right? Or my corn stalk. And you're like, that's how business was done, right? And then somebody came along with this idea of like, okay, we're going to print on the paper this picture of this queen and give you a piece. No, no, you you keep your paper. You give me my coffee beans. No, thank you, right? Pretty soon, everything was royalty, money, currency exchange. And then then they came up with the coin, you know, I guess the coin was probably first, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know what this little uh, piece of metal is, but no, thank you. You know, I need my uh, my my uh, my stuff, whatever. Right? Yeah. Give me my stuff, and then pretty soon it was like um, travelers checks and checks. Here's a piece of paper written on a bank. I'm like, um, no, With I need cash. Numbers. Yeah, no, yeah. I need the paper money. I'm not taking a a, 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 check. a check IOU kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, and then fast forward. Um, then there was travelers checks. Then there was credit cards. The first credit card is like. I don't know what this piece of plastic is, but you give me a check. I need to see a check from a bank, right? And then there was like uh, Venmo and PayPal and everything else. Cash app. (laughs) Yeah, right? You know? So You uh, just summarized the first chapter of my book, by the way. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. The evolution of... uh, uh, Of money. Yeah. So you're going to put me in the the credits there or whatever. (laughs) Okay. So let's get back to... um, So this book. So tell me um, the idea behind it, how long you've been working on it. Uh, why should someone read it? That was like a rapid fire series question. Yeah. So I, you know, I was, I, I've been doing a lot of interviews and panels and I'm, I'm always getting emails and just questions about how did I come up with this, you know, pioneering in the space, you know, yeah. what was my journey like? Um, and then I was in South Africa last December and, and someone was like, you know, you should write a book. And I, I laughed and I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Um, but after, you know, I thought long and hard about it, and that was one of my New Year's re- resolutions. Okay. So I, I started back earlier this year in March, um, finished it this, this summer. Wow. And um, we're going live by the first week in December. Off to the presses. You can pre-order right here. Um, and to check out that again, it's just your website, com. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. And I'm looking at the FAQ questions and scrolling through. It's kind of funny, like uh, how much time will it take to read this book? <laughs> yeah. How many pages are in there? Whatever. Uh, that's awesome. Okay, so a um, couple more topics here. So, um, so I saw this on LinkedIn. And um, really cool. Another uh, feather in your cap here. I mean, if you're, I don't know how old you are. We don't ask the ages, but <laughs> you, you, you should be about 80 by this point, <laughs> right? For if you read what you've done. Yeah, so um, for those home folks here in uh, Atlanta, uh, headquarters for Delta Airlines, uh, if you're catching your next flight and you pick up the Sky Delta uh, magazine or at your local bookstore or wherever you pick up the Sky Delta magazine, Check this out on page 120. We have the faces of Atlanta business, and you're right there, the first person. Um, how did this come about? What's this story? Yeah, so I mean, um, so back in 2017, I was actually asked to be one of the faces of Atlanta okay. in um, Choose ATL campaign that yeah, the, chamber, remember, yeah. the chamber had um, initiated. So I right. was in there, their first group, um, and worked you know, close with the chamber um, and they wanted to do a story about it. So we were actually in the first um, Atlanta, or it was the second Atlanta review okay. that Delta did back in 2017. Um, and the team just said, you know, they had great feedback from, you know, people wanting to connect with, with the business and wanted to learn yeah. more because they hadn't, you know, seen anything about it, read or, or heard anything about, about it. Um, so they were back this year. Um, showcasing Atlanta again. Yeah, you know it's a it's an every other year edition, right. um, and they wanted us to be a part of it. Dang, kudos! And and, and kind of showcase you know the progress we've made since 2017. Yeah, I mean it's very impressive, and uh, we'll insert the applause here later, whatever <laughs> in the post production, whatever. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's way cool. And and who's it? John Cena's on the front cover, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he'll probably Pretty want cool your autograph guy. next time he sees you or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, so what's next? Is there anything else um, scoop happening? Or um, uh, obviously you got uh, the magazine. You've got um, the moving from beta to adoption of Patientory. You've got your book launch. Um, yeah. No, this, this past year has been cr- quite a ride. We were also, I've been spending time between Atlanta and Portland. Um, okay. So the state of Oregon actually launched the Oregon Enterprise Blockchain Venture Studio. Wow. So they're really, you know, one of the only states to really try to bring blockchain and crypto adoption, you know. Statewide at that statewide. level of the government. Yeah. 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 Well, leave it to those Portlonians. Portlandians. Yeah. People from Portland. There you go. <laughs> Um, dang, so you might be the next, uh, Oregon governor or something, whatever. Yeah. See about that. <laughs> but the, the weather's, uh, I don't know if you're going to adopt the weather or not. Yeah. It's pretty oh, dramatic. Yeah. It's, it's been starting to get, you know, yeah. pretty rainy, but you know, we're back in Atlanta now. So, so we're good. Nice. So, um, um, so one more time, how would people, uh, you know, connect with you, I guess, and, uh, your next call to action? Or are you, are you taking, um, what about, you know, let me rephrase the question. So what's the ask, I guess, for Patientory now? So you still looking for, I mean, traditional investors, VC, or are you asking, uh, are more people contributing, uh, through the uh, cryptocurrency or just as consumers come online, that's going to fund, you know, the next, um, iterations or? 
Well, eat all of the above. Okay. (laughs) I guess that's kind of a dumb question. Who would turn down money from an investor? Yeah. Yeah. um, That's part of the But you don't want to give away, I mean, you have a team, you don't want to give away too much equity and all that stuff, right? Yeah. No, no, no. So um, we're looking the next eight to 10 months. We actually started our Series A um, round, which was part of the um, initiative with the Oregon Enterprise um, Venture Studio. and then, of course, you know, as we get towards the end of the year, we're we're looking for more users of the actual consumer app. Which now begs the next question. So um, how do you find these people and what's, you know, what's the process in finding new consumers? A lot of it has been due to organic, you know, social media, marketing, right. um, you know, trade show initiatives. I keynote a lot of conferences right, as yeah, well. So that- um, which in, in turn I, I create, I make into like four posts and articles yeah um so we tap into that crowd that audience yeah 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 but you know we as we continue to grow and and part of our our series a um thesis is that you know we can start to bring on these different health systems and and hospital um customers that would then you know send this out to their patient population yeah because that was my next question if you can land uh some of the big healthcare providers or um and just uh, overnight just 10 exit right yeah but literally but in, in your space, uh, go back to what you're, you know, helping to um, uh, cure, right, is this issue of uh, transparency and exchange of vital information and so mm-hmm. forth. So I would imagine that's a big challenge. They're, they're not going to, they'll be kind of reluctant to just, you know, hand over their database virtually or, you know, I mean, how, how, was that, how would that transaction or how would that, you know, um, uh, conversation go, right? Yeah. Well, we- what's in it for them, I guess, right? Because they have a high risk, potentially. They do have a high risk, which right. is why blockchain would be the answer for that, especially since the timing, I think it's, it's perfect timing, um, with the, the 21st Century Cures Act, which was launched back in 2018, which right. basically um, prohibits these health systems from data blocking okay. um, right. information. Oh, wow. So, Yeah. So that was a that's game changer a, for you. Yes, <laughs> you had a few drinks over that one. That one passed or whatever. I imagine I just connected those dots. Yeah. 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 So there's a big initiative in the health IT world, you know, seven from CMS on, on how data is going to be passed and shared. All right, Chris. Well, um, I think we covered a lot of ground. Um, I feel like I've learned uh, a few things I didn't know before uh, uh, in the last 30 minutes that I didn't know otherwise. Uh, but as I, f- I have a friend that says the sponge is full. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so, uh, Saturated. <laughs> nice, yeah. So we're going to squeeze it out and do another episode uh, soon. So again, uh, Rich Casanova here on behalf of the Pro Business Channel and um, the uh, Georgia Podcast. That wraps up uh, this episode, and we'll see you uh, next time. On behalf of the Pro Business Channel, we thank you for listening to the Georgia Podcast, featuring the who's who and what's new in Georgia. Made possible in part by Global Podcast Studios, offering podcast studio rentals, production and distribution. Visit globalpodcaststudios.com. And by our friends at Serendipity Labs, co-working, private offices, and more. True inspiration at work. Learn more at serendipitylabs.com. Join Rich Casanova for the next Georgia podcast and download on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more.